0: what is going on everybody jamie shaw here on the absolute basketball experience in today's episode we talk with george washington head coach jamie and christian uh we get a great insight as to his path up we get a look at the uh, Shaka Smart coaching tree, what the George Washington roster is looking like, and what we can expect from the team moving forward. Uh, very exciting, very good talk. Uh, before we get into it, though, we have the normal ask. If you would please go ahead and subscribe to this channel, and then go ahead and give this video a thumbs up. And if you enjoy the content of what we say, please feel free to share it across your platforms as well in the uh, below uh, in the comments below, if you would please share with us who your favorite George Washington player is of all time. That would be very exciting for us to hear. Eager to see who you think, George Washington player, favorite one below in the comments. Uh, that would be great. But without further ado, here is Jamie and Christian, head coach of George Washington University on The Absolute Basketball Experience with Jamie Shaw. What is going on, everybody? Jamie Shaw here on The Absolute Basketball Experience. I'm here with George Washington head coach Jamie and Christian. Jamie, and how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. I, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, first questions first. Every basketball person in the world has been watching the, the Jordan documentary. What have your thoughts been so far through the first three weeks?
1: Oh, I love it. Uh, you know, I just can't get enough of it. I'm watching it on repeat just about every day. Uh, I just love the dynamic of a team. And I think one of the things people don't realize is, you know, even with the world, one of the world's best teams and biggest dynasties, there's always things going on inside your team. And watching how these how these guys maneuvered it and continue to stay at their very best and state elite, um, I, I just love watching it. Uh, like you, uh, being around the same age, we grew up watching the Bulls and watching their dynasty and watching them beat the Pistons and kind of make that progression. So I think that's a big reason why I love the game of basketball. I'm sure it's a big reason
0: why you do as well. Oh, No question. I, I, think, I think one of the craziest things is, you know, like you said, we lived through the Bulls. We, we, we knew that. We were young. and That was back when we were consuming – all the bull stuff. So, like, at the book fairs and stuff, we'd get the little, like, Michael Jordan book and stuff. Um, but there's so much in this documentary that's kind of, like, behind the scenes, like, how he interacted with, like, even the, the security workers and all that kind of stuff, even the players' interaction and, and making him tick. You know, that part last night with Tony Kukoc, he never met him before, but he wanted to decimate him because of, you know, how it was, all that stuff. So, yeah. I, I think that's really cool to see the behind the scenes type stuff like that.
1: Well, I think, you know, you always kind of see the results of things and, I think anyone that knows anything about sport, you know, there's so much going, on, so much more going on under the hood and going behind the scenes. And I think a chance just to watch that and to see the interaction, you know, I mean, how much they, they really like each other. I mean, they really got along well. And you know, there's a lot of different personalities on the on those plane rides, but you could tell how they really connected. And you could see how hard they practice and they show the practice clips. Um, it's just fascinating to watch quality teams. And, you know, I think one of the hardest things with, you know, today's day or, even college basketball, you don't have enough veterans around to really show you you how hard it is. And I think that progression is really important to understand, and we're getting a great chance to see that with the Bulls.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's been really cool to see. Uh, Moving on a little bit to you, I want to get to your story a little bit before we jump into what George Washington has going moving forward. Um, As a player at Mount St. Mary's, obviously, you played 90 uh, 90 games, started 56 of them. You were a three-time captain. As well, which is pretty much the recipe for success as a coach, or, as a coaching career. <laughs> Was that kind of always in the cards for you to become a coach?
1: You know, um, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I thought about being a lawyer at one time. Um, you know, I thought about going into politics. I always loved just, you know, those those opportunities we have to help people. Um, but you know, my father's a coach, my mother's a teacher, my dad's a teacher as well. Um, I think in a lot of regards, I've always kind of been coaching and trying to help others be at their very best. You know, when I had a chance to sit down at the dinner table with my mom and dad, our conversations were different over, over listening to their conversations, because my dad was just so, so into just impacting the students at his school. My mom was the same way. Um, so, you know, our upbringing, my brother is a coach for the Wizards as well. So I think mm-hmm. our upbringing is, is a little bit different than most. Um, but, you know, I definitely played for some of the best high school, high school coach over 700 wins, uh, eight, um, uh, college coach over 800 wins and then so on and so
0: forth. So I've been a champion been around a lot of the very good guys. And then coming out of there, uh, you started at D3, Emory & Henry in 04. Then you went to ops at Bucknell, 06 to 08. And then after four years as assistant, William & Mary and BCU, you became the head coach of your alma mater. Uh, how important or exciting was that opportunity for you to go back and coach where you played? Well, you know, I, I love
1: challenges. And, I, you know, you just try to embrace them at every level of it and, you know, a chance to go back to your alma mater is always special because you're so connected to the place and you're so connected to the results of what happened. Um, You know, it was just an exciting opportunity. And for for me, leaving VCU was really tough because Shaka, you know, Coach Shaka Smart for me was a guy who really taught me a ton and really helped me learn how to be myself. And I was only with him nine months. And, you know, I thank God for his presence every day in my life because he's allowed me to, to keep growing as a coach, keep growing as a person. And he really prepared me for that opportunity jumping in there, um, I think there's no bigger challenge than a head coach, um, at, a, at, a, at a, being a head coach in basketball, I think there's no bigger challenges because you're dealing with a lot of factors, you're dealing with perception, you're dealing with boosters, you're dealing with administration, you're dealing with you're dealing with young kids that are trying to figure it out, and you're dealing with parents, so you're getting attacked in so many different ways, um, you know, there's no bigger challenge, and if you embrace challenges, it's a great opportunity.
0: Uh, absolutely, I, you know, moving over that one chair, uh, I don't think people realize how much comes on with, uh, you know, you know, it's just as much as shaking boosters' hands as it is to, you know, implementing a, a sideline out of bounds play. <laughs> um, only thirty-seven years old, you've already amassed one hundred and twenty-eight total wins, two NCAA tournament appearances. How long did it take you to find your voice on the sideline? Um, you know, um, I sort of boy, I sort of, sort of never never lost it.
1: You know, I was on a state championship high school team. We went 26 and went 26-0 my senior year. My coaches along the way have always really empowered me mm-hmm. to speak up. And I've always just kind of been that way. I've always, you know, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest brother. And then I'm one of the oldest cousins in my family. So anytime we wanted to play or do anything, I had to kind of be the person that stood up and got everybody organized. So I've never shied away from having a voice. Obviously, as an assistant coach, you're sort of, your you're voice is using a supportive role to help in whatever way you need it to be. And as a head coach, um, you know, you have to decide how you want to be. But I want to be a guy who's loving and caring and, and holding the guys accountable. So it didn't take me long to find my voice. Um, but it took, me, it took me longer to kind of figure out how to manage staff, mm-hmm. uh, how to manage your best player, how to manage the guys who aren't going to play much. Um, that kind of stuff took me a long time to kind of manage. But I think from my upbringing and, and just being around a lot of winning basketball, I had a voice that I knew I could use it to influence in the right way. And it's just about trying to find a way to be able to do that consistently.
0: Sure. Um, You mentioned earlier Shaka Smart. Um, You know, you're a part of that Shaka coaching tree, six former assistants, D1 coaches now. While you were only there for nine months, I guess, um, why do you think it is that his guys go on to have so much success uh, in the coaching ranks? He holds you accountable. He holds you accountable. And he loves and cares about you.
1: Um he never makes your experience with him about him. you know um you can work for so many head coaches that your entire existence is about their well-being, about what you can do for them, and he never makes you feel that way. Uh, he always makes you feel like everything you're doing is what's best for you, what's best for our team. Um, and you know the way he holds you accountable, you know the way the way he loves you is by giving you more to do, you know and and I think that's if you're a true competitor, that's what you love is is trying to see how deep you can go into a skill set, how deep you can go into learning about team, how deep you can go inside yourself to be at your very best. And if you if you crave that and you and you really have a hunger for that, he's a great person to work for because he's going to dive into that well so deeply every day and make you pull pull yourself out of it. And um, you know, again, it's a blessing to work for a guy like that. You don't you don't find many people like that. And you know, and then you know when it's your time to be a head coach, he isn't afraid to help you get it where are so many others try to hold you back from it or try to discourage you and don't give you advice. He's quite the opposite. And, um, you know, when you go in his office and you say, coach, I have this opportunity, he goes right into a mode where he's trying to help you get it if you want it and, and trying to give you great advice. You know, and then I think the big thing about a coaching family and a coaching tree, that I think people underestimated, you know, in some regards, you are who your friends are. And, you know, in our coaching family, we have so many guys who've been successful that if there's a problem or issue that's going on with one of our teams, we just call each other. You know, it's like having, you know, it's like having six or seven big brothers that you guys all really connect with. And, and you can, you know, every one of us has different problems, but they all, they all kind of can happen in different ways. And so being able to pick up the phone and call Mike Jones in Radford, or Will Wade at LSU, or Mike Morell at, at Asheville, or Mike Rhodes at VCU, and, you know, being able to call these different guys, Jeremy Ballard at FIU. I mean, it's just, it's incredible, you know, being able to pick those guys up. and you know, Darren Horns at Northern Kentucky. You know, he's been, he's been a great friend. I mean, you just have so many different guys you can kind of pick the phone up and just kind of connect with. And I think there's a major value in that that I think people underestimate. You know, as you're on this journey trying to figure it out, you know, your friends can help you figure it out and your friends will be there for you and can give you some great advice.
0: A very famous staple of Shaka's teams at VCU are obviously that Havoc type of defense. It seems that all these coaches have kind of adopted some sort of that defense into wherever they're going. Um, how How much does that, Uh, that defensive philosophy buy into the identity that you're building at George Washington? Well, it's going to be huge for us.
1: And, you know, we really weren't able to do it a year ago, just as, you know, you always coach your personnel and the players that you have. Um, But, you know, I'm really excited that we'll be able to get back to that this year, being able to pick up 94 feet and bring that intensity defensively, possession by possession. Uh, I'm just excited about getting a chance to get back to that. And, um, you know, one thing that's great about it is, you know, it's exciting to watch, you know, you don't have that many teams around the country that play that way that, that play through aggression and it's, it's just great to watch and as you, everyone's trying to build a fan experience you know i want our fans to come to a game and feel like they see something every time they come they haven't seen before and i think if you're able to give somebody something like that you get an opportunity to bring them back um we just wanted to be so much fun and we just talk about let's bring the bring the fun back to foggy bottom i thought we got off to a tremendous start this year bringing that fun back you know had some great we had a three ahead had a great game against Davidson. I went a bunch of overtimes, four overtimes, I think it was. You know, just, just trying to bring the fun back. And I think that's a huge part of it. And, you know, whether it's mayhem or havoc or, you know, whatever it is, I mean, it's about really bringing fun back and bringing that
0: enthusiasm into your crowd. So you talk about aggression. You talk about, um, you talk about defensive intensity and stuff. What are some traits that you look for in players that you bring into the program? Uh, what are some of the traits that you look for in those type of players to kind of fit the culture that you're trying to build?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I think you know certain things that are, that are skills that, you know, you want guys with longer arms. Um, you want guys with good quickness, good ball skills. I think those are the kind of things that everybody sees. I'm big on 3 point shooting. You know, my teams always are, are top one or two in the league and three-pointers attempted through the years. So I'm huge on that aspect of it as well. But I think for me it's, like, all about the people. And, and you and I have worked a lot uh, through the years and a lot of guys and I'm sure the questions I ask you in the text or on Twitter are a little bit different because I'm just trying to get into the heart of the guy, you know. I mean, we can all evaluate whether a guy can play or not, If you, you know, if he can finish above the rim and make the passes. But really, I, I want to be with a guy that I know I can help mold into being the very best he can become because none of the guys we get in high school typically are guys that you can win a national championship right on day one. So it's all about guys that are coachable. And, you know, the humility of a man makes a man. And I think that's really important. And. You know, so we're just trying to find guys that have, you know, really really great stories of, uh, of just how they've shown uh, re- uh, resiliency along through the years, how they've been able to improve. Again, I think we can find some of the skills that are, you know, that we can see on the floor. But if you you can't coach a guy unless you can get to his heart, unless you can get to his mind. And so I'm trying to find guys that we can really do a great job of that with. And, you know, we've been we're fortunate through the year. We've had a lot of good ones, some from North Carolina, some from Virginia, some from Maryland, some from D.C., it was kind of, kind of put it all together. But um, all those guys, those guys all have one thing in common. They're super competitive mm-hmm. and they love to win. They're on this journey to be at their very best, which I share with them. Our coaching staff share with them. Um, and, and, they're really, and they really want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And so we're trying to find guys that love all those components. And if you find that and you find guys that love each other within the locker room, you know, you're really tough to beat.
0: The A-10 is one of the most competitive leagues in the country. Uh, Last year, you had multiple teams that were ranked in the top 25 throughout the course of the year, national player of the year. um, You know, it's a multiple-bid league every season. How are you looking to build a successful program in such a tough league? Man, I love our league. I mean, our league's a big part of it. And if
1: you're the very best, you want to compete and play against the very best, and that's what the A-10 offers. You know, if you have the opportunity to be one of the best players in the A-10, you're one of the best players in the country. And so it's great to be a part of a league where you can make that – Sort of statement and where it's nationally known it's nationally understood and you're getting multiple teams in in the uh in the tournament every year uh, i've got a great opportunity here at gw uh, one of the best schools in university um, probably the best school in our league as well um in a great city washington dc that people love so I, my opportunity is different than, than everyone else in our league um because the kind of player and kind of person that we're attracted to is just a little bit different and so i'm excited about you know, really going around and recruiting the very best guys that are really elite academic guys and really elite on the floor, and on this journey to be at their very best. Um, again, our our deal is so different now; it's it's so exciting. We've already got nine guys from the D.M.V. area, which about seven percent of college basketball players come from the D.M.V. So we wanted to really turn. We really wanted to look inward to be able to do a great job of keeping these guys at home. I think when we got here a year ago, I think we only had two or three guys maybe from the D.M.V. And so we've already kind of flipped that to have nine guys in, in a year. Um, that's just a tremendous job by our staff and that's a major focus of ours. you know if you remember Miami the Miami Hurricanes back in the day when Howard Schnellenberger, his whole thing was to win the, win the battle of Miami and that's what he did he did a great job recruiting from Fort Lauderdale all the way down to Miami and they just did a great job of that and, and all, all the way across to Tampa and so we've kind of had the same blueprint here we want to make sure we're doing a great job of dominated Maryland and DC, um, we've kind of we've done that, being able to turn it inward. And then the guys we bring from outside of that will be guys that we can't get inside of the DMV because it's so well recruited. But you got some of the best high school coaches in the country. You got some of the best high school players in the country. We just want to do a great job of controlling our home turf and make everyone else in the league have to find guys outside of it. And um, you know we're off to a great start, but that race never ends, and we're going to keep battling that. And, and uh, you know so we're going to get back, you know, with a form though, similar to the Miami Hurricanes back in the day, just keeping it inward. Um, and just building this thing. We've gathered tremendous athletically, tremendous players, have great
0: enthusiasm to be their best. So you return five of your top seven leading scorers from last season. You bring in a Vandy transfer, three uh, high school guys, um, you know, that you beat out the likes of Rhode Island, BYU, St. Bonaventure Forum. Um, what can we expect from next year's team?
1: Yeah, well, it's going to look different now, which is great. It's going to look different in the sense of, you know, Jameson Battle, our best player, he's just, just getting so much better. and He's just found a way during quarantine to keep getting better and keep getting stronger. And, and uh, I love his internal drive. And I think people around the nation are going to get to know who he is because he's just an electric player and he's got a great personality. And, you know, Jameer Nelson, you know, averaged about 11 points a game this year and only one point less than his father. St. <laughs> Joseph's the a freshman and we obviously know how good his father was and felt like he really got robbed. He should have been on the on the all rookie team in the A-10 because he put together a great year, also a great defender. You know, so I'm excited about those two guys in particular because I think those are guys that, that carried the mantle all year long. Chase Parr was a freshman big for us, started 18 games for us, all in the conference play, and was electric for us as well, double-double versus Davidson and a few others. So I'm excited about the guys we have coming back, and, and then we had the transfers in there. I think it's just a great mix of guys, how we want to play. And as you know from our recruiting stuff, you know, we're really detailed about what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'm enthused because I think all these guys fit how we want to play. Um, they, fit up, they fit us positionally. They fit how we, want to, how we want to operate every day. And our offense, you know, was pretty good through the course of the year last year before we had some injuries. And so that's exciting for us. Because I feel like our brand of basketball can fit in the A-10, can play in the A-10. And now I think we're starting to add some of those components that you need player-wise to be able to elevate it.
0: Yeah, in year one to year two when a new coach's regime is usually the biggest jump you take. You get to see more of the identity of the coach showing through. And since you have five out of seven coming back, then you have six more coming in. This is, you know, looking more like your team. This is looking more like your identity and what you came in saying that, you you know, you're going to be able to play like and play with.
1: Yeah, and I think that's fun. Like, I think that's a big part of it is, like, um, you know, really appreciating the guys that were here before and everything they put into GW basketball um, and then just kind of just keep moving the needle forward and just build that mentality that, that we believe makes a championship level, level program. And every coach that comes in, is trying to do the same thing. So it's not a disrespect to those before or those who come after me or any of that. It's just all about like just trying to put it into a place that you feel like gives you the best opportunity to be at your very best and to be a top four team in the league.
0: You mentioned a little bit before that, I guess the state of DMV uh, locking it up. It's such a basketball rich area. Um, in order for you to, you know, compete as a mid-major power, how important is it for you to build a fence around your backyard?
1: Oh, it's, it's everything. And it's so important. And, you know, the good thing is now there's so many different ways that you can acquire talent. You know, you can get them out of high school. You can get them out of prep school. You can get them out of junior colleges. You can get them from, from, from overseas. And the way GW's done it over the last 10 years, they've really gotten guys coming back. And, you know, what I've done is I've looked at the blueprint of guys like Mike Jarvis. Carl Hobbs and, um, and Mike Lonergan and I've kind of put a historical document together to look at how they recruited and what they're able to do well and Lonergan really was a guy who brought these guys back home and had a lot of success with that so we've always kind of targeted that something that we know we'll be able to do um, because there's so many players and they, they go from all levels of basketball and so just the numbers of these guys coming back towards closer to home is just in our favor so we just try to do a great job and just Make sure the roster's in a place where we can bring in impact guys. Trying to have a great relationship with the high school coaches around here because the high school coaches and the AU coaches have so much power and they're so and they're and they the best. I mean, if you watch some of these high school coaches on practice, it's a college level practice and it's it, it's unbelievable. The AU coaches are former college coaches. They've been around it for so long. and are different level of pros. So it's just such a great area where you got to be at your very best. And so a big part of our strategy for putting that putting that fence around was really just being, being, being in the right place at the right time and counting on the people around us and just trying to, have, and trying to build and keep
0: great relationships. Crazy times are going on right now. Uh, how are y'all as a program, as a team, getting through the coronavirus stuff?
1: Our team's a great place. Uh, it's just great to, you know, our guys are really motivated. Um, you don't come to a school like GW unless you want to be elite in the classroom, unless you want to, unless you want to keep something special. And, like, the guys, our guys and who they sit beside in class, and what those students are going to go and achieve, you know, it's an iron sharp, it's iron kind of place every day. And so it's great to be around a group of guys that really appreciate that. And they've done a great job academically, uh, being at home, um, just doing their stuff and getting better at it every day and really learning more. Um, So they've been doing a great job. You know, we stay in touch and obviously one of the younger coaches, our staff's one of the youngest coaches in the country. We text and talk with these guys all day long. I mean, I hear a lot of coaches setting up like four different zoom meetings in a week and, doing a lot of things. We're not doing any of that. We have one Zoom meeting on on Sunday to connect with the guys, but we're constantly texting with them always because we care about them and they care about us. Um, So we haven't had to kind of recreate our existence. Um, I think we've really operated how we would have operated had this not happened.
0: It seems, too, that you've really thrived almost during this recruiting season. I mean, you brought in six, three transfers, three high school kids and stuff. How are you all staying on top of the recruiting aspect of things during this time as well? when you know, obviously last, last week was supposed to be the live period. Nobody's out on the road and stuff. How you all staying on top of that? Yeah.
1: Well, we, all, we always get out ahead. Um, one of the biggest biggest strengths we've had in our recruiting philosophy and our recruiting program that, that, you know, by working with us through the years, uh, I'm just so big on getting out ahead of it. And so we've just been doing that, you know, since day one at the Mount, just, since we were at William & Mary. I was working with a guy named Ben Wilkins, who was our top assistant at the time. He just always valued us getting out, getting out early, and getting out ahead. And so every place I've been since then, we've always been ahead. Um, so w- when this happened, we felt great because we had all these guys. All these guys that are starting to pick up traction now. We've already evaluated. We already saw. We were already in pretty deep, and we had already like either offered or didn't offer for whatever reason. Well, I feel like now guys are just starting to kind of figure out some of these guys can play. Um, so I, I, you know, I feel like we're in a great place. I mean, we evaluated early. We had all the film work we needed to have. We've done all the homework with the bunch of guys. And, you know, we're now we're just trying to trying to see how it's going to fall for us and which guy we're going to be able to get. Um, but I feel great about it. I feel like we're prepared. And we didn't know this was going to happen, but we just always like to get out early and recruit early. And, uh, you know, we got a great university behind us. So, you know, you want to be in this class of 21 here at GW because um, that signs you have to do some special things. And so, you know, we're using all that stuff as leverage to get the right kind of
0: guy in here. And then walking through, uh, let's say we've never seen a, a George Washington, Jamie, and Christian practice or anything. Walking through a, a George Washington practice, you know, when things open back up, what, are, what is a guarantee or a pillar or a staple, that, a guarantee that you can find in that practice that, that you know you can hang your hat on you'll see?
1: Well, you're going to have music <laughs> for sure. And you're going to have a lot of dancing and probably some singing or rapping going on with our team. Um, I'm all about us having a great time every day. And it doesn't mean that we don't work hard. It doesn't mean that we can't fly around and make the right plays and be competitive. But I want guys, you know, I want you come into the gym every day, excited to be with your teammates, excited to be with the coaching staff, excited to do what we're gonna do. so um you know we we're we have a good time. And you know we have fun. You know, we make practice competitive. So number one, you're gonna come in, you need to be ready to to bop your head a little bit because the music is gonna be good. We let our guys pick the music selection on all the days. Um, because I think that helps with guys being to it. And if a guy picks the wrong song, and everybody's all over him. Um, and I think that's great. You know, I think that's that's the kind of environment we want to, want to create. Um, on the floor, you know, you're going to see guys really getting after it. You're going to see guys flying around, obviously. You're going to see a lot of shooting. Um, we spend probably about 70% of our practice on offense. Um, you know, I want to help guys develop and be at their very best. We'll, you'll see a level of individual in there. Um, and then we'll come together as a team and attack it. And, and we'll have about 20 minutes of truly competitive, get after it. But, you know, that's 70 minutes of shooting and 70 minutes of offense, I think is an important number. You always want to keep that
0: 70-30. If they're hooking up your iPod to the machine, to the, to the speakers, what, so, what what songs coming up on the uh, during Practice?
1: Oh, man. Um, a lot of different ones. I, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place. You know, from Kanye West to Jace Maldin, I mean, I have a long range. I grew up a country boy in New Kent, Virginia, uh-huh. um, so you know I, I enjoy some good country music, and and uh, you know and our, and our guys will our guys will get mad at me for it, but you know that that's how it goes sometimes. But from that to Kanye, you know, really enjoying that, um, you know. So I, you know, I'm kind of all over the place. I got a I got a I got a long band of music that I can listen to. So when you when you plug mine in, you know, it's no telling what you can hear. I'll
0: tell you that that's another thing. Speaking back to that Jordan documentary, the the music during that whole thing has been absolutely. <laughs> unbelievable yeah well it's
1: incredible i mean you think about the music industry at the time you had to be really good to get to the very top you had to be very very good to get your get your album on the radio it's not like now where you can make a youtube station you can make a youtube channel Mm -hmm. you know you have different platforms now where you can get your music out there you know then you had to be really really good to get it on the radio you know to get an album made you had to be really exceptional and i think you see that when you see that music being played and, and, and how those guys react
0: to it Oh no question. No, uh, that's, that's been one of my favorite parts of it too. I can't wait till they. Hopefully, they drop the soundtrack of the uh, of the thing and able to upload that on the Spotify or whatever and listen to it. Oh, for sure, <laughs> they definitely will. You can count on that. <laughs> All right, so wrapping things up here, is there anything that you want to leave the uh, the fans with? Anything that you want to leave the people with? No, I mean, I think
1: number one, I want to say um, just thanks to you. I mean, I think what you've done in your time has been exceptional. Uh, just a person who I like completely respect. Um, you know, it's not always true that you find people that you want to work with in this business because they do it for the right reasons and they care about the kids and, and they have so much pride in their work, you know, so, you know, I always want to be supportive of you because I just think you're just one of the good guys in this. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm just always supportive of you, man. So, you know, I, and whatever I can do to ever help you, you let me know. And, um, you know, I appreciate anybody listening, you know, TW basketball is, is uh, we always say rides with us. And we're raising this thing to a new level, and we're excited about that. You know, we've got a great history of basketball here. Um, So GW basketball has been great before me, and it's going to be great after me. I'm running this space right now, and my job is to continue to elevate it um, back to where the other guys were. You know, Hobbs had it and Jarvis and Lonergan. uh, I'm going to do my part, and we're going to put everything we can, um, every bit of enthusiasm, love, and passion into it to make it it as good as it's going to be. And, uh, you know, we're excited about that challenge.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait to see uh, the products you're able to put on the floor this coming year. And I appreciate the kind words as well. That really means a lot. Absolutely. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in on the Absolute Basketball Experience with Jamie Shaw. For Jamie and Christian, thank you guys very much. And there you have it. Great talk here we have with Jamie and Christian on the Absolute Basketball Experience uh, with Jamie Shaw. Uh we got into uh what to look forward to what his philosophies are and and all of that stuff. uh you know it was a good deep dive into into Jamie and his his past and his future uh before we get going here, if you would please don't forget to subscribe to the channel. give this uh, video a thumbs up and if you enjoyed the content, uh share it across your platforms as well and don't forget also in the comments below your favorite George Washington player of all time. until next time, I appreciate it. For Jamie and Christian, I'm Jamie Shaw on the Absolute Basketball Experience. Thank you guys very much.